Hi, I'm Bryn Thompson. Today, Pip Colburn and I are in conversation with Lenny Henserling on his experience leading software sales teams and how our intensely virtual moment right now is accelerating changes in sales. Lenley considers that the best salespeople coming through this time will have different attributes than they did in the past, and that the default to physical proximity that is now missing was often a crutch. The personal experience for a great sales outcome can also be virtual. I think this short conversation will give you a lot to think about in terms of how businesses do sales. This is meant to be a shorter, quick hit podcast to get you a quick insight on accelerating changes and get you on your way. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so Bryn and I are here for another five to seven minute uh, mini discussion with, uh, this time with Lenley, uh, as we head into Sundance. Lenley, you had a phrase, we're asking people for one insight. You've operated businesses for a long time and now you're operating in this virtual environment and your company as a software company is kind of going virtual. And you had a phrase in the pre-call that we did that physical does not mean personal and that personal can be virtual. And I think sort of the idea that we've been talking about for the past month with you is sometimes we've used personal as a crutch. And now we're forced to think through this thing at a much richer level. And some of the answers when your back is pressed to the wall, trying to figure out how to use virtual may end you up in a better position than you were in, than in the old world where you had kind of gotten used to all these different ways of connecting. But if I haven't said anything that right, can you either take it further or correct me, Lenley, to get us going? I think that you, you did nail we'd, uh, the track we'd been on, Pip. And, and I'll tell you, one of the things that um, really defines um, this is, is laziness to some extent. We use personal interaction as a crutch. Um, especially in, in the high-tech world and in sales environments. We'll go out, meet with people. You've got a salesperson, very likable. He gets emotions started. Then you send out a solution architect or a sales engineer, and they work directly with people, sometimes for days, weeks, you know, multiple encounters, multiple plane trips and such. And a lot of that is to take the place of really having well-articulated and valuable uh, documents about your products, um, training about your products and things that, that might be online or might be delivered in, in group things. But um, being able to do it in real time with people um, fills in for all those holes. And in the world we're in now, um, people have time. And if you have ways for them to, and this is going to sound a little funny, but have a relationship with your product, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. And enable that relationship with the product through access online to the product, mm. um, you know, in the cloud, if you will. But uh, that's not sufficient to just have access to the product. You also have to have access to the rationales about the product. And this comes down to, do you have the right white papers? Do you have the right technical documents? Um, do you have um, training that's either delivered in real time inside the product, or do you have training that's virtual um, online? Do you have YouTube? But how good is that? Because we've had this ability to say, oh, that training's not yeah. that good. Why don't we set up a meeting with the solution architect and the sales rep? We can't do that now necessarily. Um, so it seems like there's a really high cost in the previous 
way of seeing if a potential customer really qualifies and is really interested in the product. And it sounds like what you're saying is if you have better documents and trainings, give them experience with the product, they may self-qualify, so to speak. And that's when you can really focus mm. on that relationship and, and having the more personalized assistance to help them see if it's the right product for them. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right, Brennan. And, and the, the other thing I'll say is that I've always been a, a big fan of reading um, correspondence from people who've either been the big managers or, you know, diplomats or, um, you know, political figures, you know, going back historically and, and even in the moment now, because it, it shows something that we've lost. We tend to, sell, to send really short, sort of terse emails. And, and the emphasis has been getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And, and I would say many of them less well constructed, right? Um, but as you get to have a relationship with someone who may, the, the relationship may be based on providing them something valuable, access to your product, mm -hmm. training for free, okay, for, for some of your key people so that they understand it. Um, online interaction with your actual engineers, which is not something you would fly those people around all the time, but you might deliver virtually, you know, in Zoom, like we're doing here right now. You might say, I've got the chief architect who has an hour mm. that he can connect with 10 customers or, or 15 and let them ask questions about the product directly. And you have this leverage model. And you can include the salespeople in there and you can have them ask interesting questions or help clarify customer questions so that they get to know them a little bit at a time. And then you can start follow up, right? But this is where I go, you know, what does correspondence really mean? Correspondence was generated for when people weren't physically connected to the level we have been. I mean, getting on planes, going and meeting with people, there's a ton of information in the physical presence and in personality that becomes more difficult to deliver. And so I think that who's going to work out and be the best salesperson is going to be different than it was perhaps. Almost as one of our friends was saying, uh, Lenley, that, you know, 15, 20 years ago in software sales, it was about rainmakers that would meet with the CIO and then, you know, a decision and then deploy and there'd be a champion who you'd want to make look good and, you know, be on the road, you know, touting and selling. And now you have to connect with those people at that bottom that are actually going to buy and do and all that type of stuff, They'll more so flow up. So that if you don't develop that connection and the data and the references about what you're doing and make it really simple for the on-ramp for that actual user to have the experience of loving what you do, you're not really going to get the relationship started. Does any of that make sense or which parts are on or off? No, that, 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 that rings true completely about our business, you know, where, where I'm at um, with, with John Dillon at Aerospike. Um, you know, we talk about this a lot. There are multiple constituencies, right? And these days, a lot of times you have a bunch of young digital natives that have come in. They may or may not have B-school in, in their background. I, I keep reminding myself that many of the best B-schools are offering joint degrees, masters in data science or in computer science and an MBA at the same time. 
And there's a reason for that. They're looking for that. That wasn't generated from above. That was generated by demand, if you will. And so there are these people out there that say, I understand the potential of different technologies, and I look for new technologies. Um, one of our brightest customers made a statement that, that blew me away. And he said that, you know, new technology and ability to process more data in given time windows creates whole new worlds of business, he said. Now, this is somebody from a company that's become publicly traded, one of the, the more successful startups in the last five years, I'd say, you know, and, and a very big company now. But he also emphasized that a lot of this is going to come from the bottom up, as you're talking about. So these people that may work for a line of business owner are coming to them with what I call well-formed ideas. They see a new technology. They say, this can add something to our digital motion. It can create a new business line. It can create a differentiating experience around our offerings. And it's something that only people who understand technologies can push upwards. And getting to them, arming them with it, you know, giving them access. There are people who, you know, we've, we've talked for years and years and years about constant learning. These younger digital natives, it's natural to them. They're always browsing the internet, seeing a product. And when you say, you know what, uh, if you want access to the product, we'll come out and visit you. Um, can you tell, tell us what your budget is and things like that? They go like, uh, thanks, I'll go to the next website. Mm. And really just saying, let them self-select. Make sure you have a leveraged model that doesn't have a lot of costs with it as they move through a journey of discovery about your product. This also means you have to trust your product, right? You have to really have differentiated value and you need to help people understand how it might be used. But you also have to be open to the fact that if they understand your technology, these new guys will see things that you didn't even anticipate about the use of your product. Looking for more of a partnership in the technology and, and the direction the technology is going. So, mm -hmm. you know, we get a lot of our best ideas <laughs> from customers. Mm -hmm. and, and we understand, as I said earlier, you know, how are you using it? Oh, ah, so that's why you're asking for this, right? And, and a long time ago, tech people came in and explained things to everybody. They were wizards. It was a misunderstood, not understood world. That's not the way it works now. We go out and sense what customers are trying to do, and we incorporate that into our motions. Uh, and, and then we add secret sauce that's our innovation. I hope you enjoyed so many of Lenly's great points. The physical can be a crutch and the personal can be virtual. Thanks for listening.